Hi there. How's it going? Ready to hear about another horror movie? Bet you are. So, anyways, in this episode of Attack of the B-Movies podcast, um, this one's this one's another uh, mid-80s movie, I believe. Uh, 1987. Late 80s. Uh, it's a... It was at the theater, I believe. It's a cult classic. Uh, it's directed by Clive Barker. Screenplay by Clive Barker. Uh, it's based on a Clive Barker story. Some of you might already know what this is. This is Hellraiser. Hellraiser is... I love Puppet Master, the last one I did. Uh, Hellraiser is is even better. Hellraiser is just this fantastic, fantastic movie that... It, 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 it's such a great concept to me. So, I guess let's just get into it, right? So the movie's, like I said, Clive Barker did a ton of it. It stars Andrew, Andrew Robinson, Claire Higgins, and Ashley Lawrence. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's divided critics and fans, and it's, it's um, oh, let's see. Doug Bradley plays the lead character in this movie, actually. And funny, because it it, he wasn't listed under a starring thing when I made my notes. But Doug Bradley is who plays, uh, they call him, well, everyone calls him Penhead. And um, the movie's a fantastic, uh, fantastic movie. Um, Roger Ebert hated it, and I hate Roger, e- Roger Ebert's reviews. So for me, it's perfect. Uh, I think he was wrong, and I think he was didn't know what he was talking about. So um, let's get started. So it revolves around. It starts off with a man named Frank, and Frank is um, where is he at? I believe he's in Morocco. Frank's in Morocco, and he's looking at. Um, He's looking at this little puzzle box that he wants to buy, and he's at this, you know, like one of those little shady stores, and he buys this puzzle box from this this guy. So the next scene, we see Frank, and he's in this just empty attic, and he's he's working on this puzzle box. When he finally solves it, we see uh, chains with hooks on them come flying out of the out of everywhere. They hook onto him, and they just tear him into pieces. Uh, it is a gruesome scene. It's gruesome, gruesome scene. Uh, then we see the chains just swinging with pizza, pieces of his body hanging off him. And we see this um, this figure, ominous figure in a black robe. He picks up the he picks up the box. He redoes it. And the room goes back to normal. Everything looks the way it did. So then we meet Frank's brother. So... Frank's brother moves into the same house, and he moves there because he wants to work on his relationship with his wife. So it's actually his second wife, and her name's Julia. And Julia, it turns out, we find out, had an affair with Frank um, before uh, she married Larry, which is really great. So Larry's teenage da- they have a teenage- Larry has a teenage daughter. Her name's Christy. She decides that she's not going to live with them, and she moves into her own place, uh, which is probably for the best. He's carrying a bed up the stairs, and he um, cuts his hand, and his blood drips onto the attic floor where he's at. So what they don't find out, what they don't realize is that this is... So what he doesn't realize is that the blood has brought his brother Frank back to life as a skinless corpse, right? Which is... Special effects in this movie I thought were fantastic. So um, Julia eventually stumbles upon Frank... And for whatever reason, since she's still obsessed with Frank, she decides that he, he tells her that she ne- he needs blood to stay alive. So she goes, okay, fine, I'll, 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 collect, I'll get blood for you 
so you can eventually be fully restored and we'll run away together. That basically what he tells her is that if she keeps giving him blood, he will eventually become whole again and they can run away together. So what Julie start, Julia starts doing is, um, unbeknownst to Larry, is Julia is going to bars and she's um, flirting with guys and enticing men and bringing them over to the house and then she's murdering them. And then Frank comes into play and he starts drinking their blood and he's re- his body slowly starts to regenerate. So he's talking to Julia sometime during this process and he explains how um, he in his mind had worn out like any nothing stimulated him anymore sensory wise so he um he sought out this puzzle box because the puzzle box there was a he, he was promised that the puzzle box would open a portal to an entire new realm of um carnal delights right so I- instead what happened is when he opened the box it opened a portal and the this this um this, I don't know if it's really a race, but this group called the Cenobites came through instead. And uh, instead of carnal pleasures, it was the they introduced him to the extremes of S&M, which really, by ripping his body in pieces, I'd say, yeah, that's true. So now, for some, for not, so now um, Christy finds out Julia's bringing these men to the house. So she kind of sees, she sees her doing this and she's out of Julia's sight. And she thinks that she's having another, that Julia's having another affair. So she follows her up to the attic with this, while she brings this guy there. And she ends up interrupt, she ends up seeing Frank and it's in the middle of one of his feeding sessions. So she interrupts it and Frank lunges at her and, and Christy takes the puzzle box and throws it out the window and it distracts Frank just enough because he needs this puzzle box. It, it distracts Frank just enough so she can escape. So she um, she takes the puzzle box. She goes outside. She takes the puzzle, bo- puzzle box, and she starts running, and she passes out. She collapses. So the next scene, Christy wakes up. She's in a hospital, and the puzzle box is there. So for whatever reason, Christy decides to start playing with the puzzle box, and she solves it. it it's funny how this is like a portal to hell or whatever you want to call it, and it's, well, I guess that's why it's easy to solve. They want you to go. Never thought about it. So she solves the box, and it summons the Cenobites along with this two-headed monster. And they attack Christy, and she, she barely escapes from that. So the um, she's confronted by the Cenobite leader, and this is Pinhead, okay? And he explains to her that, depending on your point of view, the Cenobites are either, are, can be both angels and demons. But re- in, in reality, he considers them explorers. And what they are is they're from another... He, he considers them explorers from another dimension. And what they are doing is seeking out the same thing Frank was seeking out. Carnal adventures. Carnal um, experiences. Because and But the problem is they can no longer distinguish between pain and pleasure. So they uh, that that's an issue, right? Because they don't know if they're being helpful or not, right? Or, you know painful or pleasure they don't know what they're doing so they're trying to force christy to return to the realm with them because they're you know that's their thing and she tells pinhead that frank's escaped so they just so they make a deal so he makes a deal with christy that the cenobites will take frank back and they will consider giving christy her freedom 
but they need to hear from Frank him confess his own crimes and confess to escaping. So there's really some some catches there. And it's funny because Christy, you didn't think it was going to be part of this movie or part of the main plot. Christy returns back to the um, the house, and she enters it and finds out that um, – actually, no, she doesn't find out. Um, she returns there, and she finds out that um, – she believes she believes Larry killed Frank because Frank's corpse is up in the attic. But in reality, we find out or we know that Frank has actually killed Larry and taking his identity by stealing the skin. So Julia is in on this and she shows him or her Frank's corpse in the attics and then locks the door behind her. The Cenobites appear and of course they're not fooled by the you know this and they they demand that the man who did this, they demand the man, they, they want the man who did this. So Christy, again, tries to escape, and she's held there by Julie and, Julie and Frank. So then Frank reveals his identity to Christy, and he um, makes sexual advances towards her, and they're rejected. So he decides to kill her, and it should complete his rejuvenation. So during this struggle and this idea, he, he stabs Julia instead, and he starts feeding her, feeding on her blood. So then Frank chases Christy again, and they end up back in the attic, and he's about to kill her when the Cenobites come out of their realm because Frank has confessed to killing Larry, her father, and uh, they now know for sure that Frank is who it is they're looking for. So they ensnare him with the same chains again, and he gets torn to pieces. And they, um, they try to abduct Christy again. So Christy rips the, takes the, so Julia's got the puzzle box in her dead hand, in her hands. So Christy, Julia's dead. So Christy takes the puzzle box out of her hands. And what she does to defeat the Cenobites is she does the puzzle box backwards and it sends them back to hell. So the house starts to collapse and she escapes and she escapes just as her boyfriend shows up and he helps her escape the rest of the way. So we cut to the next scene, and um, we see Christy throwing the puzzle box into a, into a fire. And she's, been, she's being monitored by um, a homeless guy, right? This vagrant's been stalking her. And um, after she leaves, he walks into the fire. He, uh, with no pain, grabs the box, and then we see him turn into a creature with wings, and he flies off. And then the uh, one of the final scenes we see is that the merchant that sold it to Frank is, has the box again and is offering it up to another customer. And the cycle will continue. So the second movie gets a little deeper into stuff, and so does the third movie about their like lore and all that. But essentially what they are is they're your punishment. Frank committed a crime, and they took him out and I thought it was a to me it was a very unique film and a very unique take on stuff like that and it's something I'd not seen anyone really do before before I saw this and maybe it existed I just hadn't seen it so I completely think that the Hellraiser series at least the first three or four are fantastic uh this one is completely a great movie uh there were some issues with some of the sequels where Doug Bradley wasn't in them anymore but he's returned for the last couple, which I believe is uh, Revelations and Judgment, 
which Judgment should be coming out soon or just did or somewhere around right on there. Um, I, I think they're fantastic movies. I really do. I mean, they're they're just great, and I highly recommend these movies. They're they're very very good. And uh, Clive Barker did a fantastic job with this movie. So that's Hellraiser, and uh, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you again soon. Good night.